Welcome back, everybody. This episode of the Golf Guide podcast is proudly presented by GolfGuide.net, the number one place to save 20 to 70% off greens fees without getting locked into a tee time at golf courses in California, Oregon, and Nevada. Again, that's GolfGuide.net. And when you go, use the promo code GGPODCAST and save 10% on all orders of $50 or more. Again, that's GolfGuide.net. Find the golf you need. Well, this is, uh, we're going to see how this one goes. This one's going to be a little bit different. I am uh, co-hostless this episode, so it's not going to be too long, considering none of you guys probably want to listen to me ramble by myself for too long, but uh, I know we didn't get a a podcast out last week due to a couple of us being out of town, so wanted to make sure I got one out this week, and I've actually been um, pretty excited to uh, to do this podcast. I've been meaning to do this one for fuck probably like even two months now um and this is where we're going to be going over some of the top private clubs in the bay area for young professionals um young professionals seems like a weird way to say it i i wish there was a better way essentially we're just trying to talk about the best places uh by you know by places i mean private clubs that you could join uh if you are under the age of 40 um you know a lot of golf courses in an attempt to get younger and you know private clubs trying to get younger um is by them offering special memberships at a discounted rate for golfers who are under age 30 or under age 40. Um the reason this being is that you know several years ago there was a study uh done across a bunch of private clubs on the West Coast and they found out that the average age of a member at a private club is like 67 and a half years old. And so, you know, looking at the data, they came to the same conclusion that you or I probably came to and said, Jesus, fuck, our members are about to die in like 15 years and we're going to have no clients left. So um, a lot of these private clubs have been making a big push to, again, be more accepting and more appealing to people that may not be at the pinnacle of their careers making serious money, um, which is usually when you think about joining a private club is when you're starting to make some 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 buku bucks. Um and in doing so, it has really opened up a really great opportunity for young people like myself, or if you are listening to this and you are under the age of 40, there are a ton of great options out there in terms of private clubs you can join. And um, joining a private club definitely isn't for everybody. I'm not a member of a private club. Uh, that doesn't mean I would be opposed to being a member at a private club. Um, the one thing I will say is that unless you intend on playing golf a lot, and by a lot, I don't mean going out there and playing once a week. I'm talking about guys going out there and playing 100-plus rounds of golf a year. And not just guys, gals too. Um, if you are somebody who does legitimately play 100-plus rounds a year, then you really should consider um, joining a private club because in the long run, you're probably going to save yourself some money um, by just playing the fat flat monthly fee rather than going up and shelling out anywhere between twenty to $500 per round you know, get you all the way from, you know, your little local muni all the way down to the Monterey Peninsula and playing Pebble Beach. So, um, again, for those people that are younger that play a lot of golf, joining a private club is something I actually would strongly recommend you at least look into as it's a way that you not only will be able to, you know, save a little bit of money on playing a lot of golf, but, you know, private courses do tend to be taken care of 
um, better than their public counterparts. Um, that being a lot, obviously, a lot of these are equity clubs. And by equity club, I mean that the members have an ownership stake. And when you have an ownership stake in something, like anything else, you're going to take a little more pride in it and you're going to take better care of it. So a lot of private clubs, and I'm not breaking any news here, but they tend to be in better shape than public courses. They tend to get less play. So if that is something that is important to you, you enjoy being out there with nice carpety fairways and lush conditions and pace of play, another big one. Pace of play tends to be a little bit quicker at uh, private clubs as well. So if you play a lot of golf and you like to play fast, I would look into joining a private club. And uh, what I'm going to do today um, is kind of go over the best private clubs in the North Bay Area. We're going to do this thing in three parts uh, where we go through the best private clubs in the North Bay Area, the East Bay, and then the South Bay and Silicon Valley. Um, why are we starting with the North Bay? Well, it's where I have the most experience. I, uh, I reside in the North Bay. I grew up in Sonoma County, so a lot, I have a lot more experience with these golf courses than um, some of the others. And so I just thought it'd be a great place to, you know, jump off from and, and get started with this podcast. So um, what I'm going to do is first, before I go into each of the private clubs in the North Bay area and why they're appealing to younger members, or I'm going to keep saying young professionals, but all I'm saying is, you know, you're under the age of 40. Hey, you know, if you're, you know, if you come from a family full of money, you haven't had to work a day in your life and you don't consider yourself professional at all. I mean no offense. You know, I'm just meaning that you got some money, whether it comes from mom, dad, you know, some investments, your, you know, some whatever, however you get your money, I'm not here to judge. But if you have it, this podcast is for you. So before I jump in, I want to let you know what um, kind of what we use to um, rank or, you know, what we use to judge um, these private courses by. And there was uh, four real main factors, but a couple of other ones were there as well. One, the number one for me is the quality of golf. I mean, dues can be affordable. Social events could be social events could be you know a lot of fun. They could be jamming, but honestly, unless the golf is worth playing at least every single week, I'm not sure why I would join a private club because it's got to be somewhere that you not only like to play, but you like to play over and over and over again. And there are a lot of golf courses out there that have a replayable you know quality to them that you never get tired of them. But some private clubs you would tire of after a while. And so those are ones that I would join, but you know what? The great thing about golf is that it's subjective. Um, you know, maybe a course that I really love, you might think it fucking sucks and vice versa. There's a lot of golf courses that people have told me, Hey, you know, I really like this place. Do you want to come down and play? And I get there. I'm like, dude, this place kind of blows a really uh, good example of that would be TPC Harding park. Most people, when they're talking about, you know, their, their favorite public course in San Francisco, most uh, pundits and you know travel experts will recommend you to go play TPC Harding Park. For me personally, it's just not my favorite. It's not really my style. I think, honestly, I, just in my personal opinion, it's a little bit bland. For my money, I'd rather go play Presidio. It's a little bit quirkier. I think it's got a little bit more character. Um, I think there's a lot more different shot variations. So that's that's a perfect example. Is that for me? You know, it's not always what the experts think. It's what you think. It's a subjective type of deal. That all being said. The quality of golf is the number one factor for me when you're thinking about a private club to join. Um, the second is the price accessibility. Um, you know, again, not every club is going to offer younger prospective members with a financially appealing membership package. Um, some courses won't do it at all. I'll actually go over uh, two of them here in the North Bay that I don't believe um, offer any sort of a you know younger member uh, package. 
Um, so price accessibility is big for me. Um, activities and amenities besides the golf, is there anything else they can do? Um, you know, whether it be tennis, swimming, you know, social gatherings, all that kind of stuff. Networking is a big one for all of us. Um, I know at least for me and a lot of people probably listening to this podcast, you guys are younger. Um, you're looking to network and grow your professional uh, network, you know, your sphere of influence, as they say in the real estate sector. So um, is it a good place to do that? And then finally, the culture is it stodgy? Is it somewhere that I can't wear a pair of shorts? Um, you know, it, what, what is the culture like at the club as well? So um, those are some of the big things. And some other stuff that we, you know, considered is uh, location. You know, how far is it from your primary residence? That's a big one. Uh, a good friend of mine who is a member at a club down in Monterey who uh, I consulted with a little bit when we were putting this list together uh, told me that it's very, very important that any club that he joins plays country music at a loud volume by the pool. So I don't know about you guys, but for him, that's very important. So we, we had to consider it at least just a little bit. Um, what's the weather like around food and beverage, exclusivity? Um, and, you know, a lot of times do they have any kind of cool reciprocal agreements with other private clubs that will allow you to go play some other cool spots? So those were the criteria that we used to judge um, judge all the places by. So let's, uh, let's just jump right into it. So um, if we're talking about the North Bay Area, we're talking about three counties in particular, and that would be Marin County and then Sonoma and Napa. Um, Sonoma, Napa, I guess Solano County. You know what, let, let, let's, throw, let's throw Solano County in there just for good measure. Um, and that'll consist of the North Bay. And I believe there's only one private course in Solano County anyway, so that'll actually make everything pretty darn easy. So we'll start, uh, we'll go clockwise, starting with Marin County. So um, there's technically two private clubs down in Marin County. One is Marin Country Club. The other is the Meadow Club. Now, I will come right out and say, if I could join anywhere, um, Meadow Club may very well be the place. I got to play there every year in high school at the Marin Catholic High School Tournament. Uh, it's a really historic, beautiful Alistair McKenzie design uh, up in the hills near Fairfax uh, in Marin County. Unbelievable golf course. I mean, there's no homes on the course. It is just as pure as golf gets in the Bay Area. Um, but the one thing I will say is that all memberships are currently full. When I called um, to contact their general manager, Jack, he was very kind on the phone, but you know, politely told me that, listen, there is a several-year waiting list to get into any of the membership opportunities they have available. Um, so if you are considering joining at Meadow Club, um, I would rec and especially as a junior member, I would encourage you to have your child, when they're about 13 years old, call and put their name on the waiting list. So when they're 25, they might just get a shot. So Meadow Club, awesome, amazing place. I would couldn't recommend it enough. However, feasibly, unless you already have an in, you probably won't be able to do it. They do have a junior membership program. Uh, from what I hear, is pretty good. I don't have a lot of details, but it is good. So Meadow Club. Put it on your two playlist if you're a private club member and you can somehow get a reciprocal there. I would 100% encourage you to do so. All right. And the other uh, private club in Marin County is actually, you know, aptly named Marin Country Club. Uh, Marin Country Club is in Novato, so a little bit in the northern part of Marin County. And um, Marin Country Club is a little bit interesting. It is uh, managed by Troon, so you know the. Um, the maintenance and the course conditioning is going to be fabulous. Uh, True does a really, really nice job with all their stuff. And their uh, junior membership program is a little bit more typical of what you'll find at the more expensive um, private clubs around the Bay Area. 
Um, so they offer a intermediate membership, which is for people that are under the age of 40. And, uh, you know, it's not that much to get in. I think it's something like $2,500 of initiation. Again, all the numbers that I'm going to give to you in the podcast, um, some of the clubs have asked to not have their uh, these numbers disclosed. So if that's the case and I don't give you numbers, um, that is why uh, they, you know, for some reason or other, they don't want people knowing how much members are paying to, you know, join there. So um, if I'm a little hazy on some of the numbers, it's probably because I'm just trying to respect uh, their wishes to not have any of the prices disclosed. And if I don't give any at all, that is a reason why. Otherwise, I'll try to give you guys as much information as possible. So uh, with the Intermediate Membership of Marine Country Club, you just got to be under the age of 40. It's a really, really great looking golf course. I've been to it. I've never had the pleasure of playing it. Um, but it was recently redone, I think back in 2008, by John Harbottle, who's designed a lot of great golf courses um, you know, all over California and the rest of the world. Um, over the last you know decade or two, Schaefer's Mill up in Tahoe comes to mind. But um, he, and I said, and Genoa Lakes as well. He's uh, he had a nice hand up there with the Genoa Lakes courses up in Carson City. So um, they've recently redone the golf course. It looks amazing. It was a complete redo. I think golf course was closed for well over a year, um, and they have a couple of different, um, you know, I should say, depending on your age, is how will dictate how much that you pay each month. So. If you're under the age of 25, you're going to get a slick deal. I mean, it's less than $300 a month under the age of 25. If you're somewhere, you know, between 25 to 30, um, you're going to be somewhere more in the neighborhood of 400 a month. Anywhere between, you know, 30 to 35, you're going to start paying north of 500 a month. And then once you get to age 35, um, you will be expected to pay full dues. Um, and those sit somewhere in the ballpark around 700. Um, which, you know, again, it seems like a lot of money, but for what it is, for what private clubs are in the Bay Area, and especially when you're in Marin County, which is the whitest county per capita in all of the United States. So, you know, they got something. They're doing something down there. Whether it's good or not is, is up to you, but um, it's 700 ish a month. You know, it's okay. I mean, for what you get, I, I don't think it's bad. Um, I think if you live in Novato and you have the money to spend, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, you're not going to be getting into metal club. So if joining a private club in Marin County is something that interests you and you have enough uh, discretionary income where you can afford it, Marin Country Club is a very, very sound decision. I, I, I would recommend it. The golf course, again, is supposed to be wonderful. All the pictures look remarkable. The grounds are great. They've got a, you know, a great swimming facility. Um, you know, I think in terms of how many young people are around, are you going to be by yourself as a young guy? I think the last time I checked... With their membership direct, they had about 45 members under the age of 40, which is okay. It's not so bad. Um, I do know they offer daycare, so if you're, you know, if you got young kids, and you want to go play golf, you just drop them off at the clubhouse, go do your thing for four hours, pick them up when you're done. They got summer camps for those same kids, and um, and, and their focus, at least for their members under 40, seems to be primarily on those that have families, as evidenced by the daycare and the summer camps and all that stuff. So. Again, if you can afford it and you're like a young man or a young lady and uh, you've got young kids and you reside in Marin County, Marin Country Club uh, would be a nice place to consider. All right, and then moving up Highway 101, let's go to Sonoma County. Sonoma County has got five private clubs. Really, the Sonoma County, you know, for a uh, what is many people think to be a sparsely populated county, um, you got 20 golf courses in Sonoma County, five private, 15 public. Um, 
And by the way, I, I, I feel like I've been saying this to everybody that I, you know, that I see lately because it's just a really weird fact that I never would have assumed. But Santa Rosa, fourth biggest city in the Bay Area behind only San Francisco, San Jose, and Oakland, at least in terms of population within the city limits. So uh, Santa Rosa's, you know, getting close to 200,000 people. And I know in Sonoma County alone, the population's probably close to about a half million. A lot of golf, you know, golfing up in the wine country is not so bad, folks. So um, again, let's uh, start with the southernmost of the private clubs if we're going up Highway 101 from Marin County, and that is Petaluma Golf and Country Club. Um, it's managed by Corsco, who does a good job. Um, it's a nine-hole private course. They don't offer a young, you know, junior executive membership program. Um, they didn't really give me a lot of details why. They were pretty close to the vest with the details of their club. My assumption is that they do not offer a junior executive membership program probably because their dues are pretty modest to begin with um also you're not going to find a lot of nine hole courses out there but uh it's probably been a little over 10 years since i played petaluma golf and country club last but i'll tell you what it is a really really fun course um if you're a resident of the bay area and somebody gives you a chance to go and play up there you know play the nine holes twice you should absolutely take it very very cool golf course a lot of extreme slopes um the first, second, and ninth hole, all kind of in this little valley that, you know, the clubhouse looks all over and all of it's, it's just a really fun, cool venue um, that I assume is probably relatively affordable to join, you know, even if you don't have a special membership deal. Um, so, yeah, take that for what you will. So, the next we'll go to all the 18-hole golf courses, and uh, before I get into ones that offer junior membership, uh, junior executive membership programs, um, I'll go th- across the two that do not. And they're the two private courses in Sonoma County that are probably considered the nicest um, of the five courses. And those, of course, would be Sonoma Golf Club in Sonoma, California. And then the other one being Maya Kama Golf Club, um, which is in Windsor, but its address says that it's technically in Santa Rosa. So um, whenever you go, you can be the judge. I have a lot more experience at Maya Kama than I do at Sonoma. Uh, I was a, a caddy up at Mayakama for about four and a half years. Unbelievably spectacular Jack Nicholas golf course. I mean, I, I would probably say one of Jack's, you know, three or four best designs. Uh, the last time that I checked, it was ranked the 101st best golf course in America. So just barely didn't make the Golf Digest top 100. Um, however, as nice as it is, it's a little stuffy. If you don't really love wind, you love wine you'll probably feel a little left out and you know segregated against um and there's no you know young executive membership program there um i know that when i worked there back in the the mid you know 2005 to 2009 you know the membership initiation fee was somewhere around a quarter million dollars but after 2008 2009 happened i think it went down so i don't i honestly have no idea what the initiation fee is to get in there right now but i would guess it's probably somewhere around 175k um, with dues probably around a thousand a month or something like that so if you want to join my comma you can definitely do that i think they are still accepting members i don't think they've reached the membership cap but um, you're just gonna have to pay a pretty penny to do so Um, the same goes for sonoma golf club Um, i don't believe they have a young executive membership offering either Uh, but that being said sonoma golf club is a spec spectacular golf course um it's not quite as gimmicky or as extreme as my comma is it's a traditional parkland golf course i think i even heard somewhere say 
someone along the line say it was Sam Snead's favorite golf course that he ever played, and uh, I understand why. Sonoma's a fantastic golf course. Um, again, anybody that gets a chance to play it, I recommend you take up whoever's offering you that chance. Um, but in terms of young executive membership opportunities, they don't really have anything available. It's not as expensive as Mayakama, but it also is going to be considerably pricier than any of the other uh, private club options in Sonoma County. So that will take us to the other two private clubs in Sonoma County, the first of which is Fountain Grove Golf and Athletic Club. Um, if you are an avid tennis player, this is probably the place that you want to join. they got a really intense, um, fun setup in terms of they got a lot of courts. They have a really active tennis community, but this is not a tennis podcast. It's a fucking golf podcast. So um, the golf course, you're going to get really mixed reviews on the golf course. I am not a huge fan of Fountain Grove's golf course. That's not to say it's not nice. It just doesn't suit my eye. Um, it probably has more to do with the designer. It's a Ted Robinson design course, and Ted Robinson has designed a lot of golf courses. Rest in peace, Ted. Um, but he was a big, big fan of water hazards, of really kind of artificial-looking golf courses where he bended the landscape to his will. And, you know, the result are golf courses that have a somewhat artificial look where you would never look at a Ted Robinson golf course and think, oh man, that must have that golf course must have, you know that hole must have just been sitting there. He just you know plopped a green right there, put a tee there, and the, you know no, the land does not give Ted Robinson anything. It didn't give Ted Robinson anything. He took it. It's just not my style. The, now that being said, the clubhouse is awesome. The food at the clubhouse is great. Again, the tennis community is really really good. There's a spectacular view um, from the clubhouse overlooking the tenth, eighteenth, um, and ninth holes. Um, really, my only stink with Fountain Grove is just I'm not a huge fan of the golf course. One, because I just don't like the looks that you have. Uh, the shot valleys, I think, are so-so. And the biggest problem for me is it's not very walkable. I have walked Fountain Grove. It's not impossible to walk. They'll let you walk if you want to. But there's just a couple places where the walk from green to tee is just really kind of excessive. Um, the walk from the 16th green to the 17th tee comes to mind. And so, you know, for me, I love walking. So any course that isn't easy or isn't a joy for me to walk um, is instantly going to be downgraded. Um, but that all being said, Fountain Grove has some pretty nice offerings in terms of uh, young executive memberships. I think they, let's see here. I think it's like it's something like $100 a month for out-of-area young executive members with no initiation, which is crazy. Now, again, those are for people that live more than 50 miles away. Um, and so, uh, for a hundred dollars a month, you get to play something like a round of golf a month. And, you know, if you want to play more than that, you can pay, but I, overall, that's a pretty sweet deal. So if you live down in San Francisco or you live in Silicon Valley and you'd like to come up to wine country, you know, once a month or a couple times a year, I actually would consider looking into that. Um, I know you may not be super enthusiastic given the review I just, uh, gave on the golf course, but, um, I, I have a tendency to be overly critical for dramatic effect. Um, if somebody said, do you want to go play Fountain Grove tomorrow? I would kindly and happily accept their invitation because it still is fun. It's just not somewhere that I would want to play every single week, as I indicated as to how I evaluate these kinds of things. Um, as of right now, they, Fountain Grove's got about 25 young executive members, so not a huge um, youth presence there. 
Um, but overall, it's got a lot of cool stuff. A lot of people there in the wine and real estate industry. So if that's something that you're looking or those are the types of people you're looking to network with, it's a good place to do that. Um, they're upgrading their bar and cocktail area. Overall, pretty darn good. Um, maybe not my first choice, but certainly a very acceptable choice, especially if you do like Ted Robinson design golf courses and you kind of like, you know, a more modern feel, um, that's not the, you know, goes away from the minimalist trend in golf course architecture that's so popular right now. Um, then this could be actually be just the place for you. And then lastly, um, the last place I'll go over is Santa Rosa golf and country club. You are going to get a lot of people with a lot of different opinions on Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club. I am a fan. Um, I'm not sure if I myself would become a member just because I don't know if I love the golf course itself enough to want to play it every single week. But it is a really fun golf course. Um, they do have a young professional program. It's for people that are 40 and under. Uh, the initiation, man, is it's just over a 1000 bucks to get in, and it's something like around... 300 bucks a month after that and i think you have a quarterly food and beverage uh of like 270 so if you break that down what's what uh 90 bucks a month so you're probably looking close to 400 bucks a month um which includes obviously your 90 dollars a month in food and beverage and unlimited golf um you know the only additional fee you'd pay if you go there is 20 dollars for a cart but unless you are old um i don't know why you would use a cart and if you're old, you don't qualify for the Young Professional program anyway. So, hey, you're fucked either way. Um, as a Young Professional member at Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club, you will get three comped guest passes per year. Um, and if you burn through those pretty quickly, which having only three, I would assume, would be very quickly, um, you're looking guest fees are like 60 bucks on weekdays, 75 on weekends. Um, right now, they got a, just under 300 proprietary members, uh, 30 or so of which are the Young Professional members. Um, I know, I know that uh, the membership director over there, Brent, is a really, really great guy, and uh, he was able to give me lots of information, so much that I wouldn't actually be able to share all of it with you here, but uh, I know they recently just did some Olympic bent grass greens all throughout the course. Um, the back nine opened, reopened recently with those beautiful uh, bent grass greens. Um, they got a lot of social events, you know, things like crab feeds, um, beer and barbecue festivals, poker nights, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of social um, incentives to get to Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club. Again, if you're in Santa Rosa um, and you're looking for a club to join in Santa Rosa, um, between that one and Fountain Grove, I would probably go to Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club. By no means the perfect place, but certainly a very good place um, to hang your hat and play a lot of golf. Uh, it was recently taken over by Club Corp. They got a pretty good reputation in terms of managing private clubs, and they do a really good job. So Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club is where I would recommend uh, joining if you have to choose somewhere and you're on a young professional's budget um, in Santa Rosa. So that wraps it up for Sonoma County. All right, and then uh, next we'll do a little deep dive into Napa County's private clubs. Now, Napa County has three different private clubs. Uh, Meadowwood, a nine-hole course just outside of St. Helena. Napa Valley Country Club, uh, which is just outside the city of Napa. Uh, and the same goes for Silverado which is probably the best known of the three, which boasts two 18-hole golf courses, one of which is the Safeway Open, which, hello, if you haven't heard lately, Mr. Tiger Woods has announced that he will be playing in the upcoming Safeway Open, which is going to be taking place, I believe, on October the 13th through, 
the 16th. Don't quote me on that. I'm just going off something I read earlier in the day. So anyway, there's three private clubs, each of them a little bit different than the other. So let's uh, let's jump into it and go over them real quick. So um, much like Petaluma Golf and Country Club, Meadowood is also a nine-hole private course. Now, it's not just a golf club. Meadowood is a really unbelievably spectacular and luxurious five-star resort um, up on the east side of Napa Valley, uh, pretty close to St. Helena. Um, they, one of their restaurants, the restaurant at Meadowood, is one of the only two, three Michelin star restaurants in Northern California, the only other one being the French Laundry. So, I mean, it, it's where, you know, the Illuminati and the rich and powerful go to play when they go to Napa Valley. And part of their resort is a nine-hole golf club that you can actually join as a member, even if you're not staying at the resort. To be perfectly honest with you, I have no idea what prices are like. Um, uh, I wasn't able to actually get a, a phone call back from any of the representatives. I have been to the course and talked with one of the assistant pros there who was unbelievably nice. I wish I could remember his name. Um, I got to take a look out at the golf course. It looks spectacular. It's not a full length um, 18. I mean, they do have some par fours. I don't remember. I don't think. I don't believe they have a par five out there. Um, but it's probably somewhere in the the par 31 to 32 range. It, and it looks like a lot of fun, and it's in absolutely spectacular shape. So for my money, if I have you know more money than I know what to do with, if I'm somebody who's making a really nice living and I'm not concerned about money, Meadowood could be a really cool place to join if you like to vacation in Napa and you're looking for a supplemental membership that's not your core primary membership. Um, as good as it looks... To be perfectly honest with you, it's not even the best nine-hole course in Napa County. That honor would go to uh, Etna Springs up in Pope Valley. And, you know, part of the reason that Etna Springs is so nice is because it was well, it was originally built to be a private club much in the same mold that Meadowwood is as they were going to build a really awesome five-star luxury resort around uh, in Pope Valley where Etna Springs is. And then 2008 hit, you know, uh, the financing and, every, you know, the plans for it just kind of, uh, it, it didn't pan out, but... By the time that had happened, Tom Doak and his team had already gone in and, you know, they'd spent 11 or $12 million redoing this little nine-hole golf course, you know, up in rural North Napa County. So if you, there's a nine-hole course to choose and to play in Napa, Etna Springs is my choice. Um, I still, you know, I'll get into this in a, you know, a future podcast we're going to do in the next couple of weeks where we go over the, just the best public courses um, in the Bay Area and the North Bay Area. But for me, here's a spoiler alert, Etna Springs. If I could play golf anywhere in the North Bay Area on a day-to-day basis, that's probably where I'm going. So anyway, Meadowood, awesome. Nine holes, not full length, but take really, really good, you know, they take great care of the golf course, and it's a little hoity-toity. It's, it's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, perfect. All right, the next one, Napa Valley Country Club. Um, Napa Valley Country Club and Silverado, the other two private courses in Napa County, are actually relatively close to one another, probably only two or three miles at the most um, separates the two properties. But the first one I'll do is Napa Valley Country Club. It's the older um, club of the two, and I think it dates back to the 19-teens. So it's just about 100 years old. Really cool, old-school kind of club. The golf course is a little funky. Um, the first hole is a par three. They're tee off right, you know, right in front of the golf shop. It's It's got some serious funk to it, but in a very good way. Um, and Napa Valley Country Club does have a junior membership program. You have to apply for it by the time you turn 35. Um, they could possibly extend it to age 40, but they really, you know, unless you are applying for it by the time you turn 35, um, you probably won't be able to do it. And then, um, again, like a lot of other membership, you know, junior membership programs, 
um, what you do is you know you'll pay a reduced initiation fee. Uh, I think for something like it's a third of the normal initiation fee, and then you basically have five years from that point to pay off the rest of the initiation fee to become a full member um, before you turn 40 years old. That's pretty normal. You know, again, if you're going to be a member at these golf courses for decades and decades until you know your uh, your twilight years, um, you know the clubs are obviously going to expect you to contribute the same amount in initiation as everybody else. They just make it a little more affordable to do so at a younger age and allow you to do it in payment installments rather than all as one lump sum. Um, they actually, one of the cool things is a lot of these private clubs will have a cap on how many junior members they allow because, again, they're not collecting as much revenue from these junior members. So a lot of them try to, you know, put a cap on the number of them just so that doesn't become the majority and, you know, their bottom line gets crushed. Um, but Napa Valley Country Club has no cap on junior memberships. Um, so, I mean, if 150, 30-year-olds showed up at Napa Valley Country Club and all of them were extremely interested in becoming members, um, they would be okay with it. I think once they hit their total membership cap number, um, then obviously you wouldn't be able to. But there's no cap on junior members, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, monthly dues, pretty modest, uh, a little less than you're going to find in Napa, but probably a little more than you're going to find in Sonoma. I think probably somewhere somewhere between four to $600 for normal monthly dues. Uh, or sorry for uh, junior membership dues the normal dues probably more in the seven to eight hundred range um, but for what you get honestly I, I really like the funky old school kind of vibe and a lot of the quirky shot I mean you have some par fours and par fives out there where dog legs are super sharp um, the greens are really really tiny it's just got a great feel to it and uh, it's it's the type of club that I would want to join if I was a Napa resident but the only other option for you if you live in Napa County is going to be Silverado. And the one thing that Silverado has that kind of acts as sort of a trump card um, compared to the other courses is it's got twice as many golf holes. All right. You have 36 holes of golf uh, to take advantage of if you are a member at Silverado. And again, the membership is going to be a little bit larger and you're going to have some outsiders playing the golf course because... Um, it is a private club, but if you are a guest at the Silverado Resort, you are able to go and play the golf courses as well. So that kind of follows that resort private club model. They do have some young executive memberships that they offer. Um, they weren't willing to share any of the financial details, um, which is perfectly all right. Like I said, a lot of courses uh, prefer to kind of keep that stuff close to the vest. Um, but I do know that the uh, young executive members, their monthly dues are about 60% of the normal monthly dues. And I believe for them, it's the same deal as Napa Valley Country Club. And again, all those other ones where you pay a reduced initiation fee and then you have so many years to kind of pay off the rest of the normal initiation fee until you get to that point. And Silverado, I think it's something you can pay installments of like 3000 bucks every couple of years that eventually goes towards your full membership dues, which is really modest, especially when you think about uh, Napa, it's a wealthy area, a lot of well-to-do people around there, and they've actually made it pretty affordable and reasonable, um, yeah, to you know to become a member out there. Um, so, tip of the cap to you, Silverado. Again, the Safeway Open, October thirteenth. There's not many private clubs in the Bay Area that also host PGA Tour tournaments, and uh, Silverado is one of the few um, that gets to. Um, yeah, enjoy that privilege. So that is pretty cool. So again, the three courses in Napa, um, private clubs in Napa for young professionals to consider Meadowood, Napa Valley Country Club, and Silverado Resort and 
Spa, which leads us to the last private club in the North Bay area that I wanted to go over with you guys, and that is the Lone Private Club located in Solanto. <laughs> Solanto, Kyle, you idiot. Located in Solano County, and that is Green Valley Country Club located just outside of Fairfield, um, not far off Highway 80. So if you're coming from the rest of the Bay Area heading up Highway 80 towards Tahoe, um, you would make the exit right after you get to, to where Highway 12 and 80 intersect. You would take the next exit and head up north into those foothills. And that is where Green Valley Country Club is located. Um, honestly, I, I played Green Valley um, a couple of times, the last of which I believe was about nine or ten years ago. And man, I always really looked forward to playing Green Valley. Again, another really cool, old school, short, but funky um, little private club. Again, it's got that kind of small greens, a lot of elevation change because you're playing up in the foothills, but just unbelievably fun. Um, if you know anything about me or if you listen to the podcast at all, you know that for me, the number one, the most important thing about any golf course uh, in terms of how I judge it or whether I like it or not is how fun is it? You know, is, is it a fun golf course to play? When I finish, you know, up the 18th hole, I roll in that last putt. How badly do I want to just walk back to the first tee and play another round? Green Valley Country Club fits that mold. So for me, because the golf course is the number one priority, Green Valley Country Club is one that I would definitely consider um, for any of you young professionals out there who are looking for a private club to join. And they also got a pretty sweet deal um, regarding their young executive membership. So they do have a junior membership. Uh, it's for people between the ages of 25 and 35. And I, I think the initiation is only something like 2000 bucks or something like that. And um, your more normal monthly dues, um, less at or less than 400 I believe. Um, and the whole facility is amazing. they got great tennis courts. they got some good bocce courts. Um, the clubhouse is really spectacular with some great views um, of the valley up there, of the golf course. It is just a really cool vibe and a really great golf course. Um, and as a junior member, you obviously have access to all of the facilities. Your membership isn't limited in any way. Um, and the one thing is they actually do have a trial program. So if you're not 100% sure that you want to you know, dive all the way in and make a huge commitment, they have a cool six-month trial program where you, you know, essentially just pay monthly dues for six months, test it out. If you like it, then you kick down your initiation and you go. So um, that is really, really cool. That's not something I've heard a lot of other private clubs doing. Um, the only one, other one that I know off the top of my head is Green Hills down in Millbrae, which is an, a spectacular Alistair McKenzie private club down on the peninsula. But we'll get to that one when we talk San Francisco Peninsula, South Bay private clubs. But Green Valley Country Club in Solano County, yeah, has a six-month trial program uh, where you pay the same monthly dues as you would, um, again, but minus the initiation. Um, and they do have lots of cool social stuff as well. I know they got happy hours on Fridays, you know, live music, holiday events, you know, all all kinds of stuff. So overall, Solano County Green Valley Country Club gets my stamp of approval. It's uh, it's one that I would definitely consider joining if I just lived a little bit closer to Fairfield, which I'm not really trying to do anytime soon. Sorry, Fairfield. Um, so yeah, that kind of wraps up what we've got here for the North Bay area in terms of private clubs to join. So um, as a little capper, I'll, I'll give you some of my recommendations on which of the clubs, if I was deciding where to join, um, where I would want to hang my hat and, and call home. Um, in all the North Bay, if I really had any choice and I could pick any one of the courses, I would pick Meadow Club just because the golf course is so amazing. 
Um, but like I said, you know, earlier in the podcast, the waiting list is several years long. And unless you already have an in, um, that one's going to be relatively unlikely. So I don't say this to torture you, but only to encourage you to accept any invitation that gets thrown your way. So if the opportunity to play Meadow Club um, is presented to you, do not fuck around and just take the invitation. Go play it. The golf course is unbelievable. Um, the maintenance staff out there does a spectacular job. I've visited the course a couple times since I played it last um, just to deliver magazines and check in with the, the staff there. And man, what a what a special, special place that is. So um, if we're talking about golf courses, you know, private clubs in the North Bay area that you can join, um, it's probably two of the ones that, you know, I've I mentioned here in the latter part of the podcast, and that is Green Valley Country Club and Napa Valley Country Club. Um, they stand out to me because I love shorter, funky courses. Again, I don't know how many times I can tell you that I like small greens, which really is counterintuitive because my iron game is complete dog shit. Uh, I, I don't hit a lot of greens, but for some reason, I just love that style of golf, the kind of end of the golden era type golf. Um, so those are the courses that I think would speak well, you know, I would enjoy belonging to most purely from a golf standpoint. Um, I reside in Sonoma County currently, so if I had to choose something around here, my choice would be Santa Rosa Golf and Country Club because the golf is solid, um, but all the other you know amenities that you get there are pretty darn good. Um, and so, yeah, those are my four recommendations for the North Bay area in terms of private clubs to investigate if you are a young, thriving professional. So... Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed um, this little deep dive. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing the same thing for the East Bay and then finally doing one for the San Francisco Peninsula and South Bay. So that will include San Francisco, its peninsula, as well as San Jose. Um, a ton of really, really great um, golf courses in the Bay Area, obviously close to 200. But of those 200 courses in the Bay Area, there's 48 or 49 private clubs. So there's a lot to get into. Um, this one ran a little bit long. So I'm hoping that when we do the East Bay and the South Bay ones, it will be a little bit more concise. And uh, I'll try to rant a little bit less. And I'll also try to get uh, that schlep Casey back in here with me so we can go back and forth. And it won't just be, won't just be me yapping in your ear for an hour straight. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I don't know how this one's going to turn out. We'll see when we look at the download totals in a week from now whether you guys actually liked listening to me um, for more than a minute at a time. But uh, either way, I do very much appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this week's episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. Um, one big thing for me is if you're still listening, it must mean that you at least kind of like the podcast, which means if you have not subscribed already, I've very, I, would, I plead, I beg you to please do so. Um, the subscriptions, the automatic downloads are what really helps us get our play count up and maybe even could help us, you know, not lose money on this podcast, uh, at some point in the future. So, um, again, I appreciate you guys listening. Subscribe if you haven't already. You guys have an awesome, awesome weekend. I'm going to go out and play some golf. I hope you're going to do the same and I'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully with Casey, when we go over some of the East Bay's private clubs and update you a little bit more on what's happening around the world of golf. Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah.